0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire, Friday, May 21st. The NBA play-in round uh, snoozer last night. Sorry, guys. Um, Pacers-Wizards was over by, uh, what, second quarter? Uh, I bailed on that sucker. That game stunk. Wizards advance. They will play. Drum roll, please. The Philadelphia 76ers. I like the Sixers to roll in that. We'll do more on the playoffs in a minute. A couple NFL stories to get to. But I wanted to quickly, just briefly, ever so briefly on this awesome Friday morning. Touch on the Peter Vesey interview we had yesterday on the pod. I must have heard from more friends on that one than I have in a while. Like, you know, occasionally I'll be like, man, that was an awesome guest, or that guy was kind of slow, or that guy was boring, or that that girl was awesome. Like, I hear reaction almost every time we have an interview. This one was different. It was like, is Peter Vessey okay? <laughs> Why is he so angry? And I got to say, listen, if you missed yesterday's podcast, please do check it out. Uh, Peter Vessey, he's an NBA media legend. He's been around the block. He loves to get combative. He is as feisty as it gets. I personally like it. I did not take offense to him getting angry. Um, I enjoyed him unloading on some people that he covered and knows pretty well. Um, I did not hear from Charles Barkley or his representation. Um, and, and frankly, if I could get Peter Vesey on once a month, I would, uh, I I don't know if he's going to want to come back. Although if you looked at some of the tweets, a lot of people were reacting to it on Twitter and, um, Peter Vesey was, you know, sparring with them as he is wont to do, uh, you know, old guy, uh, New York city attitude. And, you know, he's just going to push back and mother F everybody he wants. That's how he rolls. But, uh, again, thank you for the kudos, and you always love learning stuff. I had some people definitely tell me that they were not aware of the Charles Barkley sex party. Um, if You can Google that story. I'm not going to discuss it at length here. I'm sure it is one of the low points of Charles Barkley's career um, in the NBA. That being said, let's move on. I, I want to start here with a little bit of NFL news. This week's been a lot of NBA, so we'll get briefly to um, the game tonight. Uh, Warriors, Grizzlies, for those interested. Um, I need to talk about this Tim Tebow situation. Like, the news came out very early on Thursday morning. We couldn't get in the podcast. Tim Tebow officially signs a one-year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars to play tight end. I feel like I am... You know that meme where there's a guy pulling out a sword? I think it's from Game of Thrones, and there's like 5,000 people rushing at him, and it's like one on everybody? And I feel like that guy defending this idea that they should bring in Tim Tebow. And I went at it on Undisputed uh, with LeVar Arrington, Rick Bucher, Chris Bouchard. They were all like, what is this guy doing here? Come on. Like, think about this for a second. Tight end in the NFL. There have been, I don't know, at least a dozen players who were basketball guys in college. Had never really played tight end, but they are big, they have good footwork, they have great hands, and they transition to tight end. I mean, the Indianapolis Colts seem to get one every year. Mo Ali Cox famously was a VCU player on one of those really good VCU teams, I believe, that went to the Final Four. And, you know, he's not an NBA guy. Oh, let's try tight end. Boom, he's in the NFL. Now I know you're going to say, Tim Tebow, Jason, he's 33, he had his chance. Let someone else get in there. Listen, I totally get that. I understand it. I would counter with reminder. If your best buddy got a job somewhere and you were in that same field and it was an awesome job where he was in charge of some things and could call the shots and you said, hey, man, can can, can you bring me on board? I can help with this, that, and the other. Your guy would probably hire you. And that's the relationship that Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow have. And, yeah, are there going to be people on that staff, uh, you know, when you get hired by your buddy, that their feathers are going to be ruffled? Hell, yeah. Of course they are. Oh, jeez. He brought in his friend. This is a handout. What a joke. This guy's not going to put in the work, and maybe that's the case. But do you know that that's not how Tim Tebow rules? He's never operated like that. He never has. Tim Tebow is a workaholic. The, The Jaguars worked him out three times. Like, you can fake the funk once and look the part. I get it. Maybe twice. By the third time, if you were not athletic and up to stuff, you would have gotten exposed. And the Jags decided, let's give him a chance. He's going to compete for a spot. You really got to listen to what Tebow said. He didn't say, hey, I'm fired up to be here. I can't wait to catch a bunch of touchdowns. I want to thank the Jags for the opportunity to compete and earn the chance to be a part of this team. There's no handouts in life. Did he get an opportunity? Did he get pushed to the front of the line because of his relationship with Urban Meyer? Hells yeah. And I've got no problem with that. None whatsoever. If Tebow is good enough, he'll win the job. Now, are there are there chances that he is awful and this blows up in his face and it's terrible? Um, yeah, yeah, that could happen. I don't, I just, Tim Tebow doesn't seem like that kind of guy who's just going to get the hand out and half-ass it. He just doesn't. I look at the Jags' depth chart at tight end. Number one, Chris Manhurts. He is a six foot six tight end out of Canisius. Okay. He's in his sixth season in the NFL. In his career, he played in Carolina for five years. I bet you didn't know that. Five years in Carolina, he has 12 catches. That's their starting tight end in the depth chart. Number two, On the Jacksonville Jaguars depth art. I mean, really, Chris Manhurts. Never heard of him. Never in my life. James O'Shaughnessy is the backup. He is a former Illinois State Redbird. 6'4", 245, big lumbering individual. This guy's been in the league a little longer. He has 88 receptions, and he's been in Jacksonville for four years. I'm sure he's a fan favorite, right? Three touchdowns in his career. Come on, guys. Like, James O'Shaughnessy is the backup. Number three. Now, this is where it gets interesting, okay? Luke Farrell. The name may ring a bell. Why? Because he's a rookie. They just drafted him out of Ohio State, okay? I haven't looked too deep into Luke Farrell's background, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that he was a four- or five-star recruit, and Urban Meyer recruited him back in the day. Luke Farrell, the third string tight end on Jacksonville, came out of high school in 2016. And would you look at that? A quick Google reveals he was a four-star tight end. He had offers from Bama, Illinois, Iowa. Big lumbering kid from Ohio. Um, The seventh best tight end in the country coming out of high school. Urban Meyer, very familiar with Luke Farrell's work. Uh, Some of the other tight ends ahead of him, not that you care. The one guy that you might have heard of, Caden Smith out of Stanford, really good player. Thaddeus Moss, of course, Randy Moss's son who ended up at LSU. So now you have two guys with a connection to Urban Meyer on that staff, on that depth chart. I mean, you don't need four tight ends. One probably ends up as a practice squad guy. I just want you guys to be prepared for this. Tim Tebow suited up week one. Just mentally brace yourself. I get it. It's so easy to hate people and get angry on the internet and just be belligerent and yell at people. Like, I get that. And and go off on Tim Tebow for getting a chance at 33 to be a tight end in the NFL. I get that. But just step back, zoom out for a second, and think about this. Why? Why would you hate Tim Tebow for getting a chance here? I kind of love this story. Local kid from Jacksonville now has one last chance in the NFL to make it as a tight end and play for the guy who recruited him out of high school, Urban Meyer. Like, that's a nice story. Like, wh- he's not going to be the quarterback. He's not going to be on, what you know, those uh, posters that they have with the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule. He's not going to be that guy. That's Trevor Lawrence. Maybe Urban Meyer's on that. Tebow is going to get some love, I'm sure, and people will be outraged. But just pace yourselves on the Tim Tebow hate, okay? It's a long off season. Now, the second NFL story I briefly want to touch on before getting back to the NBA is this Julio Jones trade stuff.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
1: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office, install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/Colin. TireRack.com—the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
2: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: It's just the timing to me is weird because Julio Jones is a really talented player. Why on earth would the Atlanta Falcons give up on Julio Jones now when they just got a new head coach? They did not draft a wide receiver early. I know some people will say Kyle Pitts can play receiver, but I don't get why they would bail on Julio Jones. Did the owner say, hey, I, you know, we're way over the cap. This sucks. I'm not dealing with this. We got to unload Julio because you know who's waiting with open arms, the team that makes the most sense. You look up and down the list, the team and the coach that has someone who Julio Jones worked with intimately in Atlanta. His name is Kyle Shanahan. He's the head coach of the 49ers. Julio knows his offense. They went to the Super Bowl with Julio Jones as a star. Yeah, he's 32 now. You're starting to see some tread on those tires. It's you know, it is what he's not, is he a top 5 receiver in the league still probably not given the injuries. But he, is he a top 15? I I don't know that there's 15 better receivers in the NFL when if everybody's healthy. I mean, Julio Jones is extremely talented, a Hall of Famer, for sure. And if the 49ers get their hands on him, that would be quite terrifying, and, and it would just add to the loaded nature of the NFC West. Holy hell, is that, is that division stacked. Um, I personally don't know about the Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing, but if you are looking to onboard Trey Lance very quickly, it sure would help. For him to have Julio Jones, I mean, uh, a superstar in this league for a decade. And now all of a sudden, Trey Lance is like, oh, yeah, he threw 318 passes in college. Ha, ha, ha. He ran the wing T offense in high school four years ago. And now Trey Lance is going to go under center. And he's got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Marquise Lee, and this guy named Julio Jones. And, oh, yeah, they have George Kettle, the, the second best tight end in the league. I'm not, if the 49ers pull this off, and remember though, they will soon have to pay Nick Bosa. They got a really promising linebacker named Fred Warner, who's one of the best in the league. Uh, maybe the new Bobby Wagner um, out of Seattle. But, uh, you know, can they afford Julio Jones? I, I, that's a question for the salary capologist. Now, there is some chatter I read, of course, you know, it's reliable, it's on Twitter, about the LA Rams and how McVeigh just loves to collect chess pieces. And McVeigh would love to get his hands on Julio Jones. Now, that to me is a little puzzling. Uh, You got Woods. You got Cup. You got Deshaun Jackson. You just drafted 2-2 Atwell. Like, they've got a lot of receivers. Um, You're going after Julio Jones. Now, if it's to keep him away from San Fran, I get that too. Um, But, my gosh, can they even – I don't know how they can afford him in the cap. But, you know, basically the Rams have tossed a middle finger to the salary cap and essentially said, we don't care what the cap is. We're just going to go out and do our thing. And we might not have a first-round draft pick for another five years. We don't care. Don't matter, dog. Um, so interesting stuff. I love how the NFL stays interesting. Now, remember, June 1 is the day to circle on your calendar for Aaron Rodgers. He's not, I don't think he's going to get traded before then. That seems extremely unlikely. However, it does seem likely if he's going to get dealt, it's coming after June first. That's the day to monitor. Um,
1: Go to tirerack.com slash Colin to see their hand cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
2: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live.
4: First round officially begins tomorrow. We can I'll give you my picks for all 7 series. We uh we don't know if it's going to be Warriors Jazz or Grizzlies Jazz. Either way, I find it difficult to, that Utah would lose to either of them. Now Donovan Mitchell's health, obviously, a big factor. He's had a week off here to heal. If he's not a hundred percent, and Golden State advances, Warriors could be interesting. Um, this whole Rudy Gobert situation—I know he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. The Stifle Tower is one of my favorite nicknames in the NBA. I, it's tough for me to envision the Warriors beating them. That being said. What I saw from the Warriors against the Lakers was pretty impressive. They're younger. They're bouncier, uh, certainly than the Jazz, who are a little bit slow on the wings. I know people will think that that's code for They've got a lot of white guys on the wings uh, with uh, Bogdanovich and Ingles. But they've got a great shooting team. Remember, Warriors, top five defense in the NBA. The Lakers found that out the hard way. The problem, as you saw, for the Warriors, is if Curry and Draymond have to come out and rest, um, it ain't pretty for Golden State. So uh, we're going to punt on that series. But um, let's go go through it real quick. I like to think for some reason that the Miami Heat have a chance to beat the Bucs. Now that would mean the Bucs lost in the conference finals to Kawhi. Then they lost in the second round last year in the bubble to Miami. And then they would lose in the first round this year to Miami. There's a lot of talk that Budenholzer is a goner unless they get to the conference finals or the NBA finals. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest coaching mismatches in the first round, if not the biggest, is Eric Spolstra against Budenholzer. I love this move from Spolstra this year. Jimmy Butler did not play one game against the Nets or the Bucks. You like that? They're holding Butler out so he can see what's going on and they can hide whatever they want to run through Jimmy Butler offensively. I'm telling you, this Heat team is not to be trifled with. Now, they did swap out. Dragic, who's now coming off the bench. He's 35. He started to look his age this year. He had the injury in the bubble. Uh, and they have Kendrick Nunn starting. N- quick little point guard, good player. And they have Trevor Ariza in place of Jay Crowder. Now Crowder is a guy you love to have in your foxhole. He is one of these like fire hydrant type dudes. He's tough. He's not one to get in people's faces. He's had some uh incidents, I we shall say, with LeBron. Um, and I anticipate him to have another one with the Suns. Um and LeBron, I think I, I like the Heat in seven. The only problem is the Heat have been so disjointed this year. I just, I don't know if I'm still in love with the Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Bam bio, Jimmy Butler run they had in the bubble. Um, the, a fun stat I, I was researching and I, I used on Fox uh, when we did the gambling preview. The Bucks are second in the league in transition points. They love to get out and run. Giannis in the open floor. I mean, the Bucs are a great regular season team. Miami Heat is number one in fast break defense. Fewest fast break points allowed per game. They get back. And, you know, I don't want any Bucs fans to panic. But Giannis matched up against 29 teams in the league this year. You'll never guess who he averaged the fewest points against this season. Oh, yeah. Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo is a very good defender of Giannis. I'm just telling you, I think the Heat can make this interesting. I'll take the Heat in seven. Um, it's, it's, that's a fascinating series. And if the Bucks lose, my goodness. I mean, Budenholzer's gone for sure. But you wonder, does Giannis start to chirp and be like, yo, I asked for help and y'all got me a one-time All-Star in Drew Holiday. No disrespect to Holiday. I'm a big fan of his work. He, you know, He's got two other brothers in the NBA. Like, that's awesome. He's a good player. Giannis is going to have reason to be upset if they don't get out of the first round. Um, Next matchup Clippers and the Mavs. Again, I want to take the Mavs in seven here. And I know I'm going like crazy upsets. Uh, Porzingis last year, guys, against the Clippers, only played in three games. He shot 52% from three and scored 23 points a game. He's a terrible matchup for the Clippers, but he got hurt. Can he stay healthy? If he can, Clippers could be in some trouble, guys. They have no answer for Luka Doncic. And don't tell me it's Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi could not slow him down last year in that series. Luka led them to two wins. And I'm going to mention two role players that casual NBA fans are going to scoff at. But Dwight Powell is healthy this year. He's a great rim runner. Awesome pick and roll guy with Luka. And he's a very good defender. He's a long Stanford kid. And the other one's Jalen Brunson, backup point guard. Um, he, he was a great player at college in Villanova. He also missed last year's series against the Clippers. I'm just telling you, this Dallas team is not going to be pushed over. It, ain't, it will not be easy. If everybody's healthy, I'll take the Mavs at seven. Yes, that's two upsets. Uh, next up, Boston-Brooklyn. Listen, I've been chirping all season. I like Boston's chances against Brooklyn. They match up the best. And then Jalen Brown goes down. I don't think they can win this series. That being said, I think they can win a game or two. Marcus Smart? Awesome defender. I think Marcus Smart has to match up against James Harden. You've got to hope for the best with Kemba on Kyrie. And and again, you just got to hope that Kyrie gets in his bag and is like Mr. Showtime and I'm going to ball hog it. And, 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 you know, and doesn't have a great game. Now, he'll get 30, but if that means KD is languishing and not getting shots and James Harden's unhappy and not involved, you know, the Celtics will have a chance. Tatum against KD is awesome. That's a great matchup. And I, I like this Brad Stevens, uh, Steve Nash coaching matchup for Boston. Um, this is a Celtics team that's been to the Eastern Conference Finals three of the last four years. There is a real pedigree of winning there. And I I, I know the Nets are the favorites, but in every sports book to win the title, I think the Celtics will get definitely one, maybe two. Portland-Denver, awesome series. Um, I know... You know, we've talked a lot about Jokic being the MVP on this podcast. And, you know, without question, he's got all the stats. The problem is that he's going up against Dame and CJ. And Denver's backcourt is Campazzo and I don't even know who's starting at the two. Is it Will Barton? Is Will Barton hurt? Is it, other than Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic, who on earth is scoring for this team? I, I, I don't know the answer. The injuries have crippled this team. Jamal Murray, uh, you know, if Jamal Murray were here, they'd win this series in five. Um, I, I just, I like Portland to pull the upset here. And no disrespect to Jokic, I just want to point out, remember, Nuggs went to the conference finals. Jokic did not miss a game this season. And I expect a big series here against Portland. Uh, this will go the distance, six uh, seven games, sorry, maybe six. Um but I like Portland's backcourt. I like Norman Powell a lot. Um, I think Portland wins a series. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with three underdogs. Um, now to the Sunday series. Lakers-Suns. I'll tell you right now. I will be betting, I think, the Suns in game one. I think the Lakers are just happy to have won that play-in game. I think they maybe even get smashed and lose by double digits. Um, but they win the series. Um I, you know, Anthony Davis is not going to be going against uh, a Draymond Green type defender. DeAndre Ayton is a good player. Come on, um, yeah, I like the Suns. And listen, if if the Suns were in the opposite half of the bracket and the Lakers were facing the Jazz, I would probably have the Suns in the conference finals. I like this team, man. They're good on the wing with Bridges and uh, and Crowder, good defenders. Chris Paul and Booker will have an advantage. I just uh, Anthony Davis is a nightmare. Nightmare for the Suns. And as long as he doesn't sit on the perimeter Jack threes, I like the Lakers here in six, maybe five. Um, Atlanta Hawks-Knicks is a literal coin flip. I am a Knicks fan, so what I'm about to say is going to upset my Knicks brethren. The Atlanta Hawks are going to win this series. Offense rules in the playoffs. Um, The Knicks are very limited offensively. Thibodeau is a great coach. Coach of the year vibes from Tibbs, no doubt. But the Knicks offensively, after Julius Randle, you've got second year guy R.J. Barrett, who I like. But then after that, it's like, okay, what can we get out? Of, what can we squeeze out of Derek Rose off the bench? Reggie Bullock, what do you got? Um, Alfred Payton against Trey Young. Like I don't like the matchups uh, for the Knicks. I, I and the other tried and true gambling thing that I do every year. If you have an awesome deep bench in the regular season and you roll, that's great. But guess what? In the playoffs, you don't use the bench as much. You just don't. You shorten your – got to play your stars, heavy minutes, and the bench guys, instead of playing 22, 25, are reduced to like 10 or 12 minutes a game. And they've got to be highly impactful in those. I don't know if the Knicks bench is going to get it done here. And I kind of like the Hawks in six, maybe seven. Um But, yeah, I'm taking the Hawks. Um, And that basically wraps up uh, the the playoffs, first-round playoff series. I think it's going to be great. Um, You guys need to strap in. Seriously. It's going to be three or four nights, three or four games every night of the week. Um, And, by the way, just a quick update. I'm in for Lakers-Suns game three at Staples. It's a go. I've got the tickets. My boy hooked it up. I will be there. Um, for game three, very fired up. First game at Staples, geez, since, uh, I think like right before COVID shut down, I went to a Lakers game in February uh, of 2020. And I'm very excited to, uh, to get back there for Suns Lakers game three. But everybody have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs. Uh, I, uh, I, I think I'll be doing a lot of gambling. I'll probably put my picks on IG stories. Um,
0: Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
4: He says, somebody's in the house, and I
3: screamed. <laughs> work.
4: Zumo Play.